For three days only, save up to 30% off bestsellers from First Light, FHF Gear, Phelps Game Calls, and the Meat Eater Store. They'll also have for sale the Bear Grease Trucker Hats and Camo. They're included in this sale and all the great gear on First Light. Whether you're fishing, shed hunting, scouting, sighting in rifles, or cutting lanes, your gear needs to keep up with all your spring and summer pursuits. The sale has you covered. Hurry, the sale ends May 16th. Shop now at firstlight.com, F-I-R-S-T-L-I-T-E.com. What's up, y'all? I'm KC. And I'm Tyler, and this is another Big Buck Breakdown from the Element Podcast. Brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras. So now on the phone, we've got Brian Grossman from the QDMA. Brian, what's happening, man? Not a whole lot. I'm just uh, waiting waiting for the next time I can climb back in a tree. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what, that's the deer hunter's world, man. We're always waiting on the next time to climb and do a tree. We just man, climbed it, out of the mountains. Breaks, <laughs> yeah, it breaks my heart every day. I can't get into a tree stand. Yeah, I bet, man. Uh, well, you recently were able to climb into a tree stand and do some work. And, and I look back at some of the some of your past Instagram stuff, and it looked like you may have had this buck on camera. Is that right? I did. Yep. Uh, he, he wasn't the one that I had a lot of pictures of, wasn't really the one that I was specifically going after. But, uh, yeah, after after killing him, I went back and looked, and I did, did have him on there a few times. That's cool, man. So how did it go down? Did, would you Were you using that camera intel to uh, make this happen, or did you just you know go in there on a whim? No, it, it, it definitely played a big part in it. Um, I found this area the year before. It was uh, some really good bedding cover. And just, I mean, I knew it was good cover, but I kind of found it by really just coincidence. I, I, I was hunting a field edge last year just trying to stick a doe on this piece of public land. And I happened to watch two does stand up from back behind me in that in that thick cover which i you know i knew it was possible they were bedding back there but that was first time i'd actually seen them you know witnessed them stand up out of their beds so this past winter i really got in there and and looked that area over and it's really a man it's a long ridge and the the whole one side of it is just great bedding cover from one end to the other it's it's uh big mature pines that they've really thinned out thinned back mm-hmm and it's just got a you know a lot of good understory growth. Sure. Now this and is in so, Georgia, right? It is. Yeah, Which is a yeah. pretty diverse state. So you know, a ridge in Georgia could either be six inches or like six hundred <laughs> feet. <laughs> yeah, this is probably somewhere in between. Uh, we we got some. I guess you call it kind of rolling hills where I'm at. It's, sure. it's definitely not mountainous like North Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, but but not you know flat as a pancake like south georgia either so yeah yeah, yeah i'm, I'm kind of in the middle there cool so but, tell us the story how it went down man i'm i can't wait to hear about this buck <laughs> so yeah i went in there in the end of june and put some cameras out and because this it was all this one big ridge with i mean the cover was pretty monotonous and they were bedding throughout droppings throughout so i just found some subtle places where uh just some not big ditches but these drainage ditches kind of ran up the side of the ridge and these deer you know they've washed out some over the years so these deer rather than dropping you know down in the ditch and up the other side a lot of times they'll just funnel around the top side of it you know where it kind of levels out Mm -hmm. 
So I hung cameras on those those pinch points, and and the one camera I just started getting a lot of pictures of this one eight pointer. Actually, not not the buck I shot, but he was just consistently in there in the evening. Um, I mean, out of in a month's time, probably. 15 to 20 days, 15, 20 evenings, he had been in there wow. in daylight. So I was, I was definitely excited. Mm-hmm. That was first of August when I did my camera check. And so I, I was super excited going into the season and I just stayed out of there after that camera check. You know, I, I knew he was in there. I didn't want to booger things up. So I just, Smart I just guy. stayed out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as much as I wanted to go back in and check that sucker, you know, every week. Uh, oh, it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I tried to play it smart and stayed out of there. Didn't hunt it open in the morning because, again, you know, all the pictures were evening. Um, I had some deer in there during the morning, but nothing, you know, I wanted to go after. And, uh, again, I just didn't want to mess this up, you know. Sure. So you just actually heard how Brian used trail cameras to really pinpoint that buck. And he actually was hanging that camera at a creek horn pretty much, which is something we talked about on our YouTube channel recently. But it would be a great spot to hang an Exodus trail camera for a couple reasons. A, this is on public land and dudes like to steal trail cameras. Exodus has a great theft prevention policy if that does ever happen to you. And B, Exodus trail cameras have a great trigger speed. So if those deer are just poop, right over that little spot there and just crossing that trail real quick, you'll still be able to get some great pictures of those big bucks so be sure and go check out exodusoutdoorgear.com and so i got in there really early um that opening evening or really more midday and uh just to avoid any uh any meetups at the gate with other hunters yep and uh slipped in there i had to in order to this deer i really where where i think he was bedded or i'm pretty sure he's bedded was pretty dang close to the the access road, the, the foot travel road on this WMA. I really think he's probably bedded in a way where he could, if not watch, he could at least hear and definitely smell hunters coming in on that access trail. Mm-hmm. So I had to make a big loop around, drop down in a bottle, and made a big loop and, and come up on the ridge kind of on the, on the backside and downwind side of it, uh, just inside the, the bedding cover and got set up and you know it was a a long wait got in there early so uh you know played around on my phone took a couple naps all that fun (laughs) stuff (laughs) pretty uneventful uh other than yeah i did have one little fuzzy headed spike out there that uh milled around for a while so sometimes when you're hunting things are a little bit boring times are a little bit slow the action's slow you know for us i just got off an elk hunt with kc and jack and we're sitting there looking at maps a lot on the phone, trying to figure out where we're going next. You're working through the brush, filling water bottles. And, you know, for Brian or any of us in a deer stand, a lot of times we're looking through an Instagram feed or something like that. Cobra has a release that will actually flip backwards and lock kind of against your arm, which is super handy for filling water bottles and doing all these things on the phone, that kind of thing, uh, when you're bored. And you can just slap it back into action whenever that deer walks out and you're ready to rock and roll. Everything's out of the way when you don't need it and everything right where it needs to be when you do need it so to check out more of the cobra releases go to cobraarchery.com right before dark um the wind picked up the uh started to rain a little bit and then i don't know where this deer blows from right in the direction where i'm expecting these deer that they're bedding and so you know obviously i'm (laughs) 
I'm a little disappointed at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. I, I was about ready just to climb down. Cause like I said, the wind had just out of nowhere, the wind had come in and started whipping my little tree around there and started drizzling rain. And then that, yeah, after the deer blowing, I was about ready to hang it up and, uh, man, I'm glad I did. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, <laughs> just within probably five minutes, I caught movement from, from that direction. And, uh, soon as i seen the deer you know i seen the flash of antler i knew well i assumed it was that eight pointer i've been getting pictures of i knew it was a good bug just from first glance so you know got got my bow ready and stood up and and the deer was gonna pass perfectly in an opening at, at 30 yards we, he walks in the opening he's still moving at a pretty good clip so then i'm you know going back and forth do i do i stop this deer or do i you know do i wait for him to stop i'm kind of in panic mode mm-hmm. and he uh before i can do anything he turns and starts walking straight towards me so then i'm in heightened panic mode because I've, I've dialed in my one pin sight at 30 yards and he's getting closer and closer. <laughs> <laughs> oh but he, he finally stopped and, and bent down and you know, i don't know picked up an acorn or something off the ground there and he's facing straight at me and you know again i'm i'm at full draw this whole time and i was i drew back before he ever stepped into the opening and uh he finally when he lifted his head up he turned and started quartering he was still kind of quartering towards me but gave me a a good enough angle that i was comfortable with it um you know i went to a i I jumped on the bandwagon and went to a heavier arrow there you go and uh, cut on contact broadhead, so I was pretty comfortable with, you know, it wasn't a hard quarter and two, but it was a quarter and two, and uh, about 20 yards, 22 yards, and I just put it right there tight to the, the front shoulder and let it fly, and, uh, man, he, he did a little jump and, and darted 20 yards almost under my stand, just to the right of my stand, and stopped. Didn't have a clue what had just happened, and... Uh, just stood there i'm panicking i'm like do i knock another arrow <laughs> what I do I, uh, you know I don't, I don't want to bust him out of there because he's right next to my tree but i'm trying to grab another arrow and uh he got the old wobbly legs man and uh tipped over oh man oh and that's sh- fun dude <laughs> nothing like watching them fall that's awesome oh that's, my dude, gosh yeah. i had the yeah, same thing happen in iowa last year where like the buck ran to the other side 20 yards of my tree and he's standing there and i'm like if I knock an arrow and he takes off another hundred yards, now I got a tracking job, you know. So what do I do? Right, yeah. It's a weird deal, man. So as you heard, Brian is a believer in the heavy arrow game, and so are we. For the past couple years here, we've been shooting these day six arrows and broadheads. That combination is just like the perfect mix of FOC, heavy arrow, good arrow flight, heavy duty stuff that just really does a number on white yeah and they're super durable if you've watched our hog video on youtube from july i think it was man like that dude ran through some heavy thick brush and did not break the arrow to learn more about these arrows maybe get some go check out day6gear.com yeah dude so uh i don't really think of georgia as like a early season whitetail state you know i don't know when y'all's opener is but Man, killing a buck like this in September is pretty cool. Is that a pretty normal thing for you to be able to do? Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I've never killed an opening day buck. Um, so yeah, this this was this was new to me. I think it's happening more. Um, they just legalized baiting on, on private land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here in Georgia, well, half the state it's kind of an odd deal. Half the state it's been legal in for a while. 
and they just legalized it in the other half of the state a few a few years ago. So you're seeing a lot more of these, you know, early season buck kills where people get them before they change the patterns up. Uh, we, we opened the second Saturday in, in September, so not as early as some states, you know, like Kentucky, but, yeah. but still early enough where you can catch them on that, that early feed pattern. So on the right year, you could hunt September 8th in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah. That's the earliest. It, it'll hit September 8th, and Damn. then last year was the 14th, I guess, is about as late as you'll ever yeah. hit it. So. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. man. You've been grinding it out, I guess you could say, on public there in Georgia for, for a few years now. Is this your first public land deer in Georgia, or, or first public land buck, or have you done this before? It's my second public land buck, gotcha. but, yeah, this one was this one was much better. Uh-huh. Uh, don't have any problem getting on the does. I, I can shoot does every year, but, man, yeah, I've, I've struggled getting on getting on a good buck here. It's been uh, – it's been a learning experience. Sure. You know, but, one of the things we deal with uh, in Texas is probably pretty similar where it's hard to find a buck, especially a legal one uh, where we're at because they got to be 13 inches wide. Um, and so, you know, you're kind of like, man, do I shoot a doe early season and, and blow this area out, you know, where I got <laughs> pictures of bucks all, you know, summer or whatever, or what should I do? And so you end up getting late season and then things change and shooting a doe is pretty tough sometimes on public as well. I don't know if that's similar to your experience sometimes or how, how it looks for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely gets tougher as the season goes on, and especially some of these properties like that one that, uh, well, it's limited hunting as it is, but but they have some gun hunts thrown in there, and, you know, that really really gets the deer scattered and sure, uh, sure. a little harder, little harder to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you were talking about, the next opportunity you have to get in a tree so did you burn your buck tag and now you have to wait for another season or how does that work no we get you get two bucks in georgia yeah um so yeah i still still have a buck tag and you can on some of the hunts um some of the gun hunts and and actually this this area where i killed this one has a couple of gun hunts that are bonus bucks mm-hmm. um, so so you can you can kill several deer here if you play it right yeah. but yeah i still got one more just, just, just got work in the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So talk uh, about that a little pretty, bit, man. They're pretty good to me. I get to slip out quite a bit in the evening, especially, you know, this time of year when it doesn't get dark till later. Sure. Yeah. I can get out and get a hunt in. I'll talk about that real quick, man. Just give a good, good shameless plug for the QDMA, Quality Deer Management Association. Yeah. We're, uh, I mean, we're the only deer out there fighting for or the only deer the only organization <laughs> out there fighting for wild deer there you go yep yep <laughs> oh i like uh, that phrase wild deer wild ones oh, that's, wild, about. Yeah. that's awesome man yeah, so yeah. where uh, where where can people check out more about qdma yeah just uh qdma.com for now you know until we <laughs> until we unveil a, a new name but yeah. oh baby yeah, everything right now is yeah still at qdma.com so definitely check that out and when's the when's the unveiling coming do we have a, a window to look at there i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some, some, sometime in october here i believe okay but, yeah, okay yes nice dude cool so, man so hopefully here soon yeah i'm excited excited about that yeah and uh but yeah you can there's no reason you can't go ahead and join the name might change but you know it'll still be still be the same conservation organization fighting for wild deer sure, so, and, and deer hunters yeah well i can tell you man we've uh had the pleasure of hanging out with you guys a few times at different events and that kind of thing and and uh you and 
Oh, Lindsey Thomas and some of the others. And Hanky man, panky. Just good, good people, man. <laughs> we enjoy hanging out with y'all, and we're glad we got you as friends, and, and we're glad you, we've got you as uh, you know people working on behalf of us as hunters and, and that kind of thing. So thanks for coming on and talking about this deer. Congratulations on it, man. I hope you get another one this year. Well, I hope so, but it, but if not, my season's made. There you yeah, go. <laughs> awesome, dude. Awesome. Been, been a good one. Man, what an awesome story about a big buck. Guys, we want to say a big thanks to Exodus Trail Cameras and Cobra Archery for being a part of this Big Buck Breakdown. For sure, man. And also, if you want to check out what we do on a daily basis, maybe even see some of these big bucks, go to Instagram and follow us at The Element Wild. And then also subscribe on YouTube to keep up with what we're doing throughout the season. And subscribe on the podcast. And remember, this is your element. Living it. Cause a lot of frustration Brothers let's forgive and forget For three days only Save up to 30% off bestsellers From First Light, FHF Gear, Phelps Game Calls And the Meat Eater Store They'll also have for sale The Bear Grease Trucker Hats and Camo They're included in the sale And all the great gear on First Light Whether you're fishing, shed hunting, scouting, sighting in rifles, or cutting lanes, your gear needs to keep up with all your spring and summer pursuits. The sale has you covered. Hurry, the sale ends May 16th. Shop now at firstlight.com. F-I-R-S-T-L-I-T-E.com.